We're back. CJ Stroud can run, right? Like the boy's got legs. Yeah, and that, that's 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 no. that is that is what's the most frustrating. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Saturday Six Podcast. We're back in the building, baby. We took a little uh, time off to uh, refresh and get ourselves right, and we're back ready to talk some college football. It's your usual guys plus a uh, special guest. So AJ and Tyler are here, and uh, we got our boy Keyshawn in the house, the resident Ohio State fan for the first time this season. Go Bucks! Uh, yeah. Um, we've been going back and forth a little bit this season, talking a little bit of trash about how we might potentially see each other in the semifinals, our dogs and our Ohio State Buckeyes. And uh, it looks like it's happening. So we got some good stuff to talk about. Uh, welcome on and uh, happy to have you, my guy. Man, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all for bringing me on. Let me uh, talk about my Buckeyes, man. How are we about to pull this upset? <laughs> Starting early, huh? Tyler, what's up with you, man? How you doing? How much of an upset is it? Can we just go ahead and cover what that line is right now? Yeah, let's so let's start with that game. Uh, we'll touch on Michigan TCU here in a second, but let's start with number four Georgia, thirteen and zero SEC championship, or excuse me, SEC champions facing off against number four Ohio State, eleven and one. That only loss being to Michigan, and the dogs are six and a half right now, depending on where you find that line. Um, so you got to take them to win by a touchdown right now. Well, that's tough. All right, that that it's, that's, that, it's, that's all right. That's all it's right. A, it's a big it's a big spread, but it's like right at that seven point mark where it kind of gives you like a little hesitation. Like if this thing jumped up to seven, I, I think I would, I think I would probably take Ohio State. But right now, early before we get into it, I I, I got a good feeling about my dogs at six and a half. Yeah, that's not bad. Not bad. I definitely see. Yeah, six and a half, I'd say it's fair. I mean, Georgia's been fairly dominant. So six and a half, six and a half in a semifinal game is crazy, though. That's big. And it and it's yeah. almost uh I want to say the the spread is uh it's seven and a half for the Michigan TCU game. So according to Vegas, both these games should be uh should be good solid wins for both these teams. But obviously a lot goes into it. That's why we play the games right. We don't, you know, if it was just who was gonna win on paper, then uh Alabama would be your national champion starting in the preseason and the rest of the season doesn't really matter. But uh let's uh let's start with uh let's start at the top with the coaches, right? I think uh there's a lot going into this game for both coaches. You got Ryan Day on the side for Ohio State, um obviously Kirby Smart for the Bulldogs. Which coach you think got the most pressure on them? in this game because I got to say, I feel like the last several years, there's been a lot of pressure on Kirby smart to, uh, to get over the hump and to win that big one. And then he finally does. And now it almost seems like for once in one of these big games that the pressure might be on the other side might be on Ryan day in this game. What do you think Keyshawn? Now? Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say, yeah. I mean, Kirby answered the call. Uh, and like, like, like Paul Feinbaum said right now, I mean, Georgia is the gold standard. If you're being, you know, if you're being honest, just last two years been extremely dominant. So I, I definitely say it is the pressure is on Ryan day. He doesn't have the best record in the, in the quote unquote, you know, big games of the year. I mean, I mean, play been, been to but college football playoff twice, national championship once, but yeah. I mean, both every big game, it just seems to be like, it gets away. Like the moment is too big for him. Whether it's you know schematics, play calling, X's and O's, right. something always gets away from him. So it, I this this would be a, a good show, you know, to see if he is up there with the elite of the elite. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Because it, it's, it's not like he doesn't have the talent, right, Tyler? I mean, it, as far as, uh, you know, blue chips, four or five stars, uh, Ohio State's always up there with the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world. The talent is not the issue, right? Yeah, I think Ryan Day is able to recruit, at least especially on the offensive level, as good if not better than anybody else. And I like what Keyshawn said. He does have something to prove. Can he get the big one? But I think there's also still a lot of pressure on Kirby Smart, too. Obviously, you have probably one of, if not the best defenses to ever play college football last year. And, you know, the success was all on the backs of those guys last year with a mid offense at best. You know, they weren't in quite an elite offense last year. Um, so there is a little bit of pressure there still to be able to see, can you do it again? Can to maintain you be consistent it, right? with yeah. it or you know, was was this a, a one-hit wonder type of deal where, you know, th- is the best you're ever going to do is contending but not really win another one? Uh, yeah. Obviously, Georgia fans would like to see a, another big one. But, yeah, Ryan Day's got a lot going on. Um, and uh, Keyshawn, you might be able to give us uh, a little bit more news. I know that it's already been said that uh, star wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba is not, not going to be playing in this game. I know that there was some injuries throughout the year with the running back position. Is there any other uh, notable players that we're not going to see for this playoff game from the Ohio State side? Yeah, Tra- Travion Travion Henderson is apparent is a no go. He's going to have a foot surgery. Yeah, right. Uh, he he he's a scratch. Mayan Williams is uh, expected to be one hundred percent back healthy. Okay. And oddly enough, the I think I want to say it's number five, Dallas Hayden. Yeah. It was rumored that he was in the transfer portal, so I don't, I'm not sure how that works with him. Okay, you know, and in, in, in preparation for CFP, but he, uh, he apparently entered the portal. Okay, so maybe a little bit thin at the running back position. Yeah, uh, which I mean, which was the one. case the last the last three weeks of the season. Right, it was kind of by committee. Right. Um, I was going to ask you, Keyshawn. Uh, obviously, you know a little bit more about the Buckeyes than we do. Um, we've been uh following them all season and one of the big storylines coming into this season was the hiring of the defensive coordinator Jim Knowles um, a lot of a lot of people were expecting just sort of a uh, just plug him in and that kind of fixes the problems and it it seemed like for the majority of the season that was the case they played really good defense um, for the majority of the season and then it seemed like uh, later in the season um, when they really needed a strong defensive performance uh, you kind of saw them revert back to some of uh, the Ohio State defenses of old. Um, what have you seen out of Knowles, I guess? And uh, do you think – I mean, it's not as easy as just going and getting your guy and plugging him in, right? Right, yeah. I would say, I, honestly, the most like the most interesting matchup to me in a semifinal game is is Todd Munkin versus Jim Knowles in the yeah. C. You know, the, the two – you know, the, kind of the, the two OGs go at it as far as, you know, schematics. I mean, with Knowles, I like Jim Knowles, but I mean, he was, you know, he was dealt a, a certain roster. I would say when Urban Meyer was there, we definitely were, we were able to recruit defensively, more specifically the secondary, secondary way, a lot more talent coming in and out when uh, when Urban yeah. was there with, with Kerry Combs. Knowles, I like Knowles, but I mean, his off his his defense is built to stop an air raid. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see that from Georgia, you know, from, from Georgia. Yeah. It's going it's to be some physical football. So it's going to be real interesting to see how he dials it up. Cause I mean, we got safeties that can come down and fill, but I mean, tackling is the secondary has just been a uh, tackling has just been atrocious. Right. State took a, a third and four, 76 yards, no discipline whatsoever in the Michigan game. So 
I mean, a month to right the wrongs. It, this is this is. I mean, this is what he was brought in for. So right. You know what I'm saying he was brought in for games twelve. You know, twelve through fourteen. So right. This is this is where you're making money. Exactly. No, I hear you. I mean, talk about I guess that side of the ball because I, you know, uh, the majority of college football fans uh, probably aren't as dialed in as we are. But uh, I think even you know casual college football fans know names like uh, Stroud and Harrison and Ibuka and you know Williams or whatever on the offensive side of the ball. But what are some of the cats that are on the defensive side of the ball that you think might be able to make an impact on Saturday? Man, honestly, yeah, Saturday. Saturday, I think it's gonna be the, the whoever wins line of scrimmage. I think is gonna be you know victorious. So I mean, on the D line, I say Mike Hall, fifty one. He's been very uh, had a very stout season. Zach Harrison has been around what seems like for forever. Yeah, it's about you know saying he's an athletic freak. He probably you know probably playing on Sundays a, a second third day pick probably. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know JT uh, forty four, but JT is kind of somewhat. Try, try that last name for me. Nah, I can't. I'm <laughs> definitely not. I, to, oh, to, to Malola, yeah, that, yeah, that might yeah. be that, that might be that's that might be decent. <laughs> but yeah, but JT is somewhat neutralized if it's not gonna be if he can't pin his ears back. So it'll right. be interesting to see. But uh, I mean, second level, Eichenberg is a stud. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, saying we got we got speed uh, in, in uh, Steel Chambers and uh, Cody Simon. They're they're the more sideline to sideline. But they also they they've been having some problem. They a lot of times I say Steel Chambers is around the play. He never makes the play. Like okay. he's just always around the ball. But I like, get the ball carrier down. So yeah, you're halfway there. Yeah, yeah. Tackling is gonna be you know of utmost importance because Georgia is gonna be extremely physical. Run you know run very hard. Big back, speed back. So I discipline and I feel tackling is just going. That's what it's gonna boil down to. Yeah, Tyler, talk about. I mean, so Keyshawn talked about you know when Georgia's got the ball, the defensive side for Ohio State. Talk about, you know, what can Munkin do? Uh, we expect Lad McConkie to be healthy. Um, we expect the right tackle, McClendon, to be healthy and be able to go. But uh, what are you looking to see from Munkin as far as um, dialing it up and getting the ball into the hands of those playmakers and uh, maybe taking some of the pressure off of Stetson in this game? I think one of the biggest things that impressed me this year with, with Todd Munkin is uh, – you don't really know which style of offense that you're going to get because Todd Munkin is able to, uh, with with his play calling ability, he's able to play the calls to match whatever kind of defense you're running. We see it with uh, the, the Tennessee game where, you know, everybody's expecting us to go pound the ball. And then for the first half before it started raining, they're able to throw the ball and throw it very, very efficiently yeah. um, in that respect. And then, you know, after the Tennessee game, you got about a four-week stretch where all you see is Georgia run the ball, short little underneath routes, that kind of stuff. Um, they're very good at being able to play the whatever type of game they need to in order to win. Um, so that's very impressive. I think the big thing to watch out for here is I think uh, Stetson Bennett, the quarterback for Georgia, he's obviously – he's like a six-year senior at this point. He's yep. – very experienced, but but in these big games, you see a tendency with Stetson Bennett to go to the guys that he trusts. You're you're not going to see the ball spread out as much as he does in less important games. So expect a big game throw into the running back Kenny McIntosh, who's an excellent receiver out of the backfield. Obviously, your number one wide receiver uh, slash tight end in this game is Brock Bowers. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Lad McConkey. If he's back and completely healthy, 
He'll get lots of targets as well as one of those favorite receivers of of Bennett. Yeah, and um, uh, A.D. Mitchell so, should be back and, and fully uh, healthy as well, so I think that'll help. Um, I think me personally, like if I'm Georgia, I'm, I want to play this game, this game in the 20s and 30s. Like if you get to halftime and Ohio State's got 10, 13, 14 points, I feel like you, you're feeling pretty good about that. Um, it's where this game, like if this game is starting to creep up into the high 30s and getting into the 40s, I think that's a position where Georgia can win that way. We saw that against LSU, but I don't think that's the type of game. I don't think they want to get into a shootout with Ohio State um, and and be, you know, running up and down, turn the game into a, a track meet. Would you all agree? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the big things I'm looking for. We have seen uh, with the SEC championship game against LSU, uh, and a couple games before that where we're starting to have a, these little question marks pop up here and there about Georgia's secondary. Uh, and I, I don't want to question how good they are because we know Keely Ringo is probably a first-round, early second-round draft pick. You've got Christopher Smith at safety. He's an absolute stud as well. But uh, they've been exposed a little bit, uh, and especially against LSU when um, – you're going up against their second string quarterback and he's being able to, to throw it around a little bit. Now you're going up against CJ Stroud, which is, um, and we can talk about this at nauseum. Uh, my, he was my favorite to win the Heisman. I, I think he yeah. got gypped a little bit and I'm sure Keyshawn agrees, but you're going up against a different level of quarterback here, which is just absolute elite play. Uh, and same thing for Ohio state's wide receivers. So uh, it's one of those things where we really need to see you know, those kind of question marks dissolve and, you know, they be able to settle back into their game that we've seen them play for the at least the majority of this year other than the last couple of weeks. No, I agree. Keyshawn, do you, do you think the same way? I mean, like, I feel like as an Ohio State fan, you would love to see this game played in the 40s, right? Yeah, now def definitely a shootout. Uh, I, I say, yeah, I mean, Stroud is Stroud is going to be a step on weight class. Currently, it's a I would say it's going to be like playing Bryce, but Bryce was down his two best receivers in the national championship game. So, I mean, outside, outside of him, it's good on good, which is like, I mean, that's why we watch the games. You got first rounder on first rounder with uh, Ringo and Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Mecca Ibuka in the slot versus uh, Ballard is going to be a fascinating one. Yeah. And on the other side, you got Fleming, who was experienced, you know, injury rid riddled, but experienced going against a freshman. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, but it's going to be talent all across the board. I think uh, un the unsung hero, if Ohio State is really able to pull it out, is going to be Stover, K. Stover. Because okay. I feel like uh, Georgia is going to ratchet up the pressure. Sitting back and letting Stroud, you know, try to zone him, it's not he's going to pick you apart. So I think yeah. they're going to heat him up. He's not the best with his feet as far as creativity versus the blitz. So I definitely think he's going to get, you know, they're going to they bring some fire. So I think Stover is going to be a good security blanket for him. I like that you touched on that. I agree. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, – to Tyler against LSU, it seemed like the the short passes over the middle were. Uh, I mean, it was in the second half. They were probably playing uh, prevent defense that you won't see much of in this game. But um, it seemed like when they were getting beat, it was just uh, the short intermediate throws over the middle. So uh, definitely need to look out for Stover in that case. Um, before we give our picks, I just wanted to ask you, Keyshawn, because it's uh, been something that has been on the minds of uh, college football fans. Is CJ Stroud can run right? Like the boys got legs. Yeah, and that, that's 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 no. that is that is what's the most frustrating part. But this thing, it's not even about running. I think as Ohio State fans, you get you we get 
they get spoiled with quarterbacks who are, you know, but we have quarterbacks who are just, you know, gunslingers who have been able to get it done. But, like, you yeah. know, 12 games when he led us on the championship run. Yeah. And he also would put his head down and, and convert a 39 if he had to. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it it's frustrating because you see the Northwestern game and you see how, uh, I mean, he's just not accounted for in any any run, you know, say any run numbers. Yeah. So you just want to see him use his feet because he's, you know, 6'3", 220. And I know that's been an NFL knock on him because that Bryce Young has over him is his creativity, being able to extend the play, you know, create the play. You right. sit back and, you know, give him a, a great clean pocket. Is You know, saying he, he is the best pure passer. But with Jalen Carter on the other side, you're not going, you know, the pocket not going to look too pretty all night. Exactly. So, as a fan, yeah, yeah, it is it is super frustrating because he just see it just it kind of gives like soft, you know, just a little soft. Yeah, right. I, I agree too. I, I don't think it's a question of whether he can run. I think for a lot of this year, he hasn't needed to run. And right. why are you what why are you gonna escape a, a clean pocket? You know, yeah. if you got the clean pocket, settle down in there and make the throws that you've seen CJ Stroud make all season long. Uh, so it, it's not a question of can he, it's a question of is he going to need to? And that's one of those things where right. if, if you're Georgia, you want him outside the pocket as much as possible, make him a little bit uncomfortable. Because if you let him sit back there in that pocket and you give him, you know, three or more seconds, he's going to deliver that ball to a receiver on target. He's just elite accuracy like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I think that's a potentially a scenario where Ohio State can take an advantage of that Georgia defense because – We've seen, you know, Kirby, he likes to play that uh, press man-to-man -man on the outside. He feels good about his guys. He feels good about their toughness at the line of scrimmage. And he's willing to let them kind of sit out there on the island for the most part. So, you know, if everybody's got their backs turned and there's nobody accounting for the quarterback, at some point you just got to make up that decision to get those five, six yards, just get that first down if you can to extend the drive. But um, that'll be something that uh, will definitely be um, interesting to keep an eye out for. So, yeah, now last point really on Stroud with the running too. It's not even quarterback design run, but I just feel like we lived in third and long this year. I don't like our chances, you know, trying to convert third and seven plus all night versus yeah. UGA. It's sometimes second, second to ten, not there. You know, take the little four, you know, say third and six, third and five. It just it, it makes it a little easier. I just like all year we lived in third and long. And it's beautiful when he makes the throw, but uh, versus a team this talented, that's hard. That's a tough, tall ass, real tall ass. Yeah. Four quarters. No, I hear you. All right. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's pick them. Uh, you got to take Georgia to win by a touchdown if you're going to take the dogs here. We'll start uh, with our guest, Keyshawn. You taking your bucks to cover that spread? Keep it closer. You like them outright? You're going to pick them to win it? I like them outright. Okay. Outright. I like them outright. All right. I, think, I, I definitely think they cover also. Um, yeah, I do think, I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think yeah. it's going to be four quarter game. Okay. You got a score prediction? Uh, I'm gonna say, uh, give me the Bucks, thirty-four twenty-four. Okay, thirty-four to twenty-four. I like it, Tyler. What you think? I think Georgia's got exactly what we need on defense to be able to dial up the pressure. I think that the defensive backs have uh, are just good enough to run with these elite receivers uh, in this game, and I think Georgia's offense is able to dial some things up. Uh, the one thing is, is what, what we know out of Georgia is they've, they've played really good teams this year and they've, uh, dominated in those games. Whereas Ohio state, I mean, yeah, you beat Penn state, but I mean, those big games, they're, they're a question mark to me. I do think that they're going to be able to score, uh, score points 
I just don't think it's going to be enough. I'm going to take Ohio State to cover, but I got my dogs winning this one. Um, I think it's more of like a 35 to 35, 35, 30 game, 29, 35, 32, maybe. I mean, I I think I think it's going to be close, but uh, I got Georgia in victory formation at the end of the game, kneeing the ball down. Yes, sir. I hear you. Hey, no, I um, I think you guys have said most of it. I I just think um, when it comes down to it, I think this Georgia defense might actually be better than that defense was last year. Um, I don't think they've gotten a ton of chances to prove it. And I like my boy Stet. Hey, I was screaming mailman for Heisman before the season started. I put a little uh, cash on the side for that one, um, hoping for a little uh, early vacation. That one didn't pan out. But, uh, I mean, maybe if he would have played a few more fourth quarters, I think it's like uh, six out of his 13 games he actually attempted a, a pass in the fourth quarter. So, if it is a fourth quarter game, I'm uh, I'm also going to roll with Georgia and uh, our dogs. I'll take them uh, – I think they cover. I, I got it being a closer game, but I'll take them 31-24, just covering that spread. I think they pull it out. Um, so we got the big one out the way. Let's go ahead and touch on this other semifinal game. You got number two, Michigan. They are the Big Ten champs, uh, much to Keyshawn Chagrin, sitting at 13-0. and They're going to face off in the Fiesta Bowl against uh, number three, TCU. The TCU Horned Frogs went undefeated in the regular season and then Obviously lost that Big 12 championship game. But uh, like we said, a big spread in this one, too. Michigan's favored by seven and a half. So uh, got to take them to win that game by eight points. That one's uh, four o'clock on Saturday. So what do we think initially when we see this matchup? Because I think a lot of people uh, were maybe excited about another rematch for Ohio State and Michigan. And it seems like both of those teams are going to have to get through the semifinal in order to face off. I think this is going to be a little bit of a – First of all, I like to express my uh, discontent with the playoff committee here. I think that <laughs> TCU should have dropped one uh, yeah, losing get the, in the conference championship wanted. to Kansas State. Give the people what they want. That Ohio State, Michigan, let them battle it out again to to really see you know neutral field field that kind of thing. But uh, honestly, I, I think that Ohio State's just a better team, and Georgia kind of got gypped having to play them in the playoffs and not have to wait to see if they can find them in the national championship. But this one's interesting. Obviously, uh, quarterback Max Duggan, another Heisman contender uh, and finalist here. Uh, yeah. He was he was beat up at the at the end of that, that championship game against Kansas State. Uh, obviously, you have almost boy, a month. That boy was to get dog right. tired. He was oh, yeah. cr- he was crawling to the end of that shit. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. He was on one leg, I, I, man. I, He's, he's had plenty of time to get healthy, so I do think that we see an entire uh, healthy TCU team here, which is always exciting to see because they kind of remind me of the Big Ten as far as uh, their offensive play style and, uh, quite frankly, lack of defense. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then on the other side of the ball, man, you've got Michigan. They've played almost a, a perfect season here. You know, Obviously, they've won all their games. They've won that Big Ten championship uh, with, with very few scares in the regular season. So it's a big time matchup. I mean, you, you've got studs all over on, on offense here for both teams. Yeah. I think, uh, Keyshawn, I'll let you touch on this, but I just, I thought that this one was interesting. Cause I thought that like Michigan's obviously known over the last two years for their toughness. Um, and those big wins against the Buckeyes, they seem to out physical them. 
I thought TCU in this matchup, obviously, um, is at a talent disadvantage, but I thought maybe they had some just uh, some playmakers to maybe keep pace with Michigan in this game. We talk about uh, the Quentin Johnson kid on the outside, obviously uh, Kendra Miller in the backfield and DeMarcado. I mean, they, they got athletes, right, Keyshawn? I mean, it's not like they're just uh, running some some bum out there. Yeah, nah, TCU, I, I think TCU, I mean, they, they are deserving to be in the playoffs. I, I like them. It's just kind of hard just watching them be comeback kids all year. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it's exciting because, you know, you love it as the, the fan and you loves it. But I, mean, I think I think Michigan is honestly better than a lot of people gave him credit for. Harbaugh really the last two years, I don't know, it's been a as much as I hate to give him his flowers. I mean, I think Michigan is damn good. Yeah. Defensively, I think they stout, they really got a bunch of no names, but they play great team defense. They're good on the outside, which I think they'll be able to somewhat neutralize Johnson because I think uh, I think it's number eighteen on TCU. Yeah. He's like a, a opposite. I think he is just not. He's not crisp in his routes. He just he's six five, so they throw a lot of go balls to him. Yeah. He, I don't think I don't think TCU has enough outside of Johnson and the running backs to to re, uh, to really dial it up. But I mean I don't know. You know it's a Mike Leach's you know disciple. R.I.P. to Mike Leach. So yeah, yeah it's, you never know. You never know. They're definitely gonna be spirited. So. It, it should be a good one, but I, I think Michigan, I think it, like, I think, I don't know. Once it's they get much. up on you, I don't see a second half comeback. Right. Uh, that, I, don't, I don't see it. Yeah, and that's what, I mean, Tyler and I, we, we've talked about TCU probably more than any team all season on the podcast because it's just like every every week it seemed like they had a good matchup, something that uh, looked like it was going to test them. And then first half, they're down, you know, a touchdown, two touchdowns, and it's like, oh, shit, here it goes. Like, this is the week. Yeah. And then somehow in the second half, they're able to pull it out and uh, manage to keep the the magic going a little bit. But it, it kind of – I told Tyler, I, I picked Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game just because I thought, like, it was just – it was time. Like, they just run out of magic, I thought. Exactly, and, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I feel like I got – I'm leaning the same direction in this game. I think it's just too much talent on the Michigan side of the ball. Um, Michigan has now been in this spot before. Yeah, they lost last year to Georgia. But I think that experience being in this uh, scenario, being in the semifinal, um, will will do a lot for their confidence. TCU, obviously, um, first-year head coach in Sonny Dykes. Uh, this is the first time ever that a, uh, a, a new head coach has taken his team to the playoffs. So, um, obviously, got to give him his props for that. But um, I'm, I'm leaning in the same direction as you guys. I think this is just going to be uh, – I hope it's not a blowout, man. I I hope we get to watch a little bit of good football before we get to, uh, to, the, to the good it's game. A, it's, but. A, it's a reason. It's a reason they playing at four. It's a reason they playing at right. four. No, but I, I, I hear is, you. It's gonna be tough. It's, a, it's gonna be a tough one. I like this, you though. I think Duggan might be able to make a couple plays here and there, though. They'll keep it. It's, it's gonna be. Uh, they'll keep it interesting in the first half. I believe. I think. I think this is like it's got to be the Max Duggan show, right? Like if if, exactly. gonna, if they're gonna pull it off. We've seen it a couple times this year. Uh, second or uh, uh, first half against Texas. Um, second half of that game uh, against Kansas State. The first go around, like when he when they're leading these comebacks, it's the Max Duggan show. He just puts the team on his back, and whether he's got to do it with his arm or his legs, he's he seemed to do that when he needs to. But um, when you when you run up against a, a defense like Michigan. I think it's just too little, too late, man. I don't think they got enough. Uh, let's go around. Let's start with Tyler. What you think? Score prediction? You got Michigan covering seven and a half. That's that's high, but I don't know if TCU uh, can keep that close. Yeah. So 
Max Duggan is like the Walmart great value brand of like a Josh Allen. If you want to make some comparisons, <laughs> the dude, the dude has, has a really good arm on him and he can extend the play. Don't do uh, with Josh Allen like, like, that. like we saw in the fourth <laughs> quarter of uh, the, the championship game. But I just, I think this is one of those where Michigan is just such a complete team. I mean, they, they kind of have everything going for them. They obviously they're going to rely heavy on, uh, their stable of running backs in the backfield. Yeah. But Quorum's we've back, right? also Quorum's going to play. Right. Right. But, so they but got we Quorum also... and a healthy Quorum and a healthy Edwards, man. It's going to be tough to stop. Scary. Yeah. And I think the big question, if you had any about Michigan, was answered in the Big Ten Championship is can J.J. McCarthy win a game with his arm, which he did. So I, I think uh, that coupled with their defense, I think they just get out to too big of a lead and and TCU's fighting to claw back in the second half. It's just not going to be enough for them. I'm going to take Michigan to cover this one. Okay, you got a final score. You got them winning by eight. Winning by eight. Uh, yeah, I think this is a more high-scoring game. I'll take like a four, 42 to 30 type of game, somewhere okay. around there. All right, Key, what you think? I got miss. I got Michigan covering. I got. Uh, I take. I take Michigan by 10, 27-17. I really like Michigan's defense. I mean, really, the last two years how they beat Ohio State too. I mean, they give up yards, but in that red zone, it is damn near impossible to go and score. So I think. I, I think. I think TCU is going to roll the dice, go for it a couple times, unsuccessful. I think twenty-seven seventeen. Okay, I like it. I'm a, I'm a roll on the same side as you guys. I'm gonna go Michigan 38 to 24, winning by a comfortable two touchdowns. Um, so we're split on the on the on the first game. Obviously, uh, Keyshawn's rolling with his Bucks. We took our dogs. I mean, you got to stick with your team, right? There's no flipping you now. To, you can't, can't fold now. That's why we brought you on the quarter. podcast. We yeah. needed somebody to take Ohio State. Right? Yeah, we, we all yeah. We all in. I'm all in. I'm all in on the Bucks, man. All the chips in the middle. That's right. No, I hear you. It'll be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, like I said, appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, we'll have to do this again sometime uh, when our dogs and our bucks get together. And uh, just appreciate you uh, dishing a little bit of uh, Buckeye knowledge for us. Man, no doubt, man. Appreciate y'all having me on, man. All right. For uh, AJ, Tyler, and Keyshawn, that was another episode of the Saturday Six Podcast. As always, guys, appreciate you listening. Uh, go ahead, give us a follow on Instagram at Saturday Six Pod, and make sure you like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. See you guys soon.